Hi friends, this is Brandon Cousins from Legacy Marriage Podcast. Before we get started, I just wanted to send a shout out to Anchor. I've been using Anchor for this podcast and it's been simple, quick, easy, probably one of the best experiences I've had with doing a podcast or any recording. And so I just wanted to leave this here. So if y'all wanted to start a podcast or help others in some way with your voice, I ask you to try them out and see how it goes. Hope you enjoy the episode. Let's get started. Hello and welcome to the Legacy Marriage Podcast. If you are just joining us, we have been in a series of episodes focused on dishonesty in marriage. In the last episode, I introduced the idea that you need a process to be able to stop lying to your spouse. I quickly gave a number of points that should be involved in this process. I introduced them in somewhat of a particular order, but that order is not necessary. I wanted you to create your own process by using the template that I outlined in the last episode. I mentioned that I will be reviewing each point with the process throughout the series to help you understand what your process should cover. So I hope you're ready. Today I will cover how understanding your weaknesses and strengths is beneficial to eradicating dishonest behavior in marriage. If you know me well, I always like to start with definitions. Definitions help us understand the concepts we are working on. So, if you're ready, let's get started. Let's talk about what a weakness is. Merriam-Webster.com says that weakness is faulty, defective, a special desire of fondness, something that lacks strength or adequate force. It's weak. It's kind of hard to define it when you use the word regularly. But something that's faulty and defective, it's not working, um, it breaks easily. These are kind of synonyms or ideas about what is a weakness. I do like the idea of the a special desire or fondness for something. Think about if you like pizza or you like cheesecake, you might say something like, oh, wow, that's my weakness. So this is kind of the idea of what a weakness is. It can be something that makes you fail or default on something. So let's keep that in mind. So um, I want to talk a little bit about what my weaknesses are. I do have some. Whether you think I don't or not, I do. I tell a lot of my clients that I am... I am just a human, which means I do have faults. I was created with gifts, and I was created with uh, lack of things, too. So um, what are some of my weaknesses? I tend to speak before I think. My wife would say that. I tend to be more emotional and just want to react in a situation. That doesn't go over very well with people. And so that could be a problem, and it is a problem. And I also, um, 
I also think that that's something I could strengthen, but at the same time, let's just focus on the fact that it's a weakness for me. Also, I have some fear of man or what some people would call anxiety or worry of what other people might think of me or of something not going right. If you tend to be asking yourself what if a lot, that tends to be anxiety or worry or a fear of some sort. But for me, it's a fear of man. You know, some people might say they are... Um, they're either introvert or extrovert. I'm more, I think, in between, but mine's more of a fear of man. So when there's a bunch of people in the room, I'm less likely to migrate and into talking to everybody. I'm going to kind of stick to myself and to my corner, and that could be considered a weakness. Also, um, <clears throat> let's see. I'm trying to think of another weakness that I have. Uh, well, you know what? Let's just not go more into my weaknesses. I'm sure I do have others. Oh, here's one. Um, I tend to be quite unorganized at times. Um, my organization tends to be piles of things, and I know where things are in my piles, but other people may not. So if they move something or move a pile or disrupt it, I will be have a hard time finding stuff. Now, I try to be organized. I try to grow that skill, but there are other things that I'm skilled at that probably caused me a little bit to, to be a little bit more unorganized than others. So that's another one. But let's not belabor this a little bit. I don't want to spend the rest of today about me covering all that, uh, all that I have trouble with. That could probably take several episodes. So let's move on. A question I might have, or that I do have, is why is it so important to your weaknesses, sorry, why is it so important to know your weaknesses when dealing with dishonesty? Well, if you do not know your weaknesses, you won't know what you're good at. Sorry, you won't know what you're not good at. If you don't know what you're not good at and you try to do those things, what do you think will happen? You will probably mess up. You might not get it right. You may even get yourself into a situation that others will be hurt by. And that's not good. Here's a good example. Some people are not good at keeping up with time. That may be one of their weaknesses. If they don't know that they don't keep up with time well, and let's say they're expected to be home at a certain time by their spouse, what do you think will happen? Yeah, you're probably right. They will be late. Then they will have to explain to their spouse why they were late. I can think of a few instances where that could result in a lie. I am pretty sure that your spouse will ask you where you've been, and some of us would want to have a great excuse, right? And that might result in exaggerating or telling a little white lie or fib, but it's still dishonest. So I think that's a good example of how our weaknesses might contribute to what we're talking about in dishonesty. Okay, so your weaknesses can get the best of you if you don't know them. A weakness can also be something that you easily fall prey to. Kind of like we talked about with the idea of something being your weakness. If cheesecake is sitting on my kitchen ta table or counter, 
That would be a weakness of mine. I would most definitely eat it if it was there, and especially if I was on a diet because I'd be craving it and I'd see it, I'd be hungry, and I probably would still eat it if it's there. If I didn't know that this was a problem for me, then it would be really hard to avoid it. I might need to create a plan to make sure that if that were uh, something that I was weak of, pizza or whatnot, if I'm on a diet, I need, I need to create a plan to make sure I don't get or I don't have those things in my presence. So this is kind of, you're starting to see now why I think it's important to know your weaknesses because it helps you to create a plan. Knowing your weaknesses allows you to know what to avoid and gives you more information that will help you create a plan to get rid of that negative behavior. Okay, let's move forward to what are strengths. So a good definition of strengths, sorry, that's a little hard to say, strength, strengths. Okay, so a strength is something that you are good at or that you have the ability to apply force to and get a good result. You tend to be better at strengths than others, at your strengths than others. So um, that's kind of a good definition. One of my strengths, again, let's talk about me very quickly, is I have the ability to run fast, or I used to, now at my age and sitting around and maybe eating too much and not exercising like I should, my speed has dwindled. But I, I do tend to be able to run pretty fast. Um, another one of my strengths is that I'm a very logical thinker. I tend to think through things, uh, analyze things too much. Um, I guess that could be a weakness too, and we'll get to that. Um, most people don't know that I have a math education degree, thus I am also pretty strong in math. And um, I believe I also have a strength in empathy and compassion, and that's why I'm a counselor. So those are some of my strengths. Obviously, you all have a lot of your strengths. I encourage you to start making a list of your what you think your strengths and weaknesses are as we go through this or afterwards. But it's good to know your strengths. Knowing your strengths will help you use them to your advantage. It's an advantage when you know your strengths. For example, when I played football in high school, my coaches used me as a running back because they knew I was fast. I was also short and small, so it was hard for others to see me, and I was also quick so I could move around people quickly. They use my strengths to their advantage to win the games. This idea of strengths is seen all the time in sports. There's other areas where it's used. In the past few years, we've seen it in business. We've seen it in assessments and marriage and a lot of other areas. One of the ways we've seen it is uh, over the years is through a strengths assessment. If you've ever heard of the Clifton Strengths Finder, now they have like the Strengths Finder 2.0. It's from the Gallup poll. Um, apparently, about two and a half million people have taken this assessment over the years. And this assessment helps you find your strengths. It lists 34 strengths from your strongest to your weakest strengths. They don't really call them weaknesses, but they're your strongest strengths to your weakness strengths. And, and so it's a good assessment to help you know what are your strengths and this could be a really good tool to help you with what we're talking about today two authors jimmy evans and alan kelsey came together and wrote a book called strength-based marriage 
In this book, they discuss how your strengths can be used to improve your marriage. They also talked about the differences between your top five strengths and your bottom five strengths. I would encourage you to read the book, get the book. You can uh, probably get it at your library or Amazon or something like that. But what they introduced, which I thought was really, and this is only a piece of the book, but they introduced a research project where a group of people were working <coughs> on trying to make their bottom five strengths as strong as their top five strengths. And when they finished, they stopped focusing on strengthening those bottom five strengths. What they noticed at that point was that the bottom strengths that they tried to strengthen did not keep their gains. And that's really important. But they also noticed their top five strengths remained strong. So they came up with a conclusion that said focusing too much on your weaknesses or your bottom five strengths can be an ineffective way of improving yourself. So maybe it's best to know our weaknesses and focus on our strengths so that we can use them accordingly. You see, my goal for you is to create a plan or process to get rid of the behavior of dishonesty or to improve any other behavior. Dishonesty hurts you and your relationship. It, it obviously has destroyed trust. And so you need to make a plan. You need a process. And that's what this is all about is creating a plan and a process to change and grow. To begin that process, let's get to know ourselves a little better. Learn your strengths. Learn your weaknesses. Know where you stand. Don't let your lack of understanding and knowledge hold you back from, ha from having the relationship you want and building trust back into the relationship. Basically, take time to grow. You don't have to rush this process. We want to make sure we do it right so at the end of it, we get it right. I want to give one more example. And I think this is probably the most important one. God created marriage to be a relationship of balance. Let me say that again. God created marriage to be a relationship of balance. Both spouses have strengths and weaknesses. Have you heard of opposites in marriage attract? Or opposites attract? They complete each other. If you were married to someone who had the same strength as you, you wouldn't be any better than what you were before you got married. It is good to have an opposite strength, someone who has opposite strength so they can balance you out, so they can cover an area that maybe you can't. Then your spouse and you could balance each other out and have more strengths together. My wife is very organized. She likes a very organized, put-together house. Otherwise, it drives her crazy. I'm not. So it probably doesn't make her feel good that I'm unorganized, but she helps us out. She keeps us organized. She keeps our schedule right. And we balance each other out, and it actually makes us stronger because she pushes me to be more organized. God knew what he was doing. Working on this part of the process will not only help you decrease lying, to your spouse because you'll be able to make a better plan to stop dishonesty. It will also help your relationship. It could help you in many areas of life. So what's the takeaway? Find out your strengths and your weaknesses so that you can make a plan to overcome the struggles 
that you currently deal with. I want you to focus more on your strengths and make them stronger. Focus less on your weaknesses. You want to know your weaknesses, but not try to necessarily strengthen them like you would your strengths. You can try to strengthen your flaws, but it's better to know where you stand and work on what you are good at. It's also helpful to acknowledge where you are weak at. I may be repeating some things, but again, repeating things helps you learn them, get it down. I'm trying to say it in different ways so that you get a better idea of what this means and how important it is. So, unfortunately in society, weaknesses seem to be a cancer. This is another point that is probably important to be said because you may not know it, but you may feel it. If you are weak, you won't survive, society says, right? We have been taught to cover our weaknesses and not acknowledge them. It's like putting a mask over your face. I think that's a fallacy. I think we need to acknowledge our weaknesses. We need to help each other use our strengths better. We all have weak points. I bet you didn't know that. Or maybe you did, but you don't want to acknowledge it. No one is so special that they are above anybody else. God created all equal in his sight. He created all unique. Think about your genes, not your blue genes, but your, the genes in your body. He created you with unique set of genetics. He loves every single one of us with an everlasting love because of that. We are special. Stop being worried that someone's going to find, find out who you are or what your weaknesses are. Of course you have weaknesses. At least in some areas, but you are strong in other areas. God needs you to be strong in the gifts he gave you. You are gifted. Find your gift. Use it to overcome the struggles of life and, and to live life, to live a life of love for God and for others. So I hope that you got something out of this today. I hope that you will use it and grow. In the next episode, I will cover remorse and atonement, which is part of that process I talked about two episodes ago. We will talk about why these things are essential in your process. So I want you to stay with it. Don't give up. And make sure you put love as the forefront of things. You're doing these things because you love your spouse and you want to become more loving. I hope you have a blessed day. Please come back next time. If you're enjoying this podcast, please leave a review, like and share so I can help others just like you. I love you all. Keep working hard.